boys, howdy. You're listening to the JRB Nerdcast on the JRB Studios Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by The Rogue's Den. The Rogue's Den, games for all gamers. Check them out at 2122 Highway 7 North in Harrison, Arkansas, or on Facebook at The Rogue's Den. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Nerdcast. Alrighty. Now, this is new. Live stream. This is different. I've never done this before. Um, but we're also, don't worry, we're also recording it. So if you don't watch the live stream, it's totally fine. Uh, it's going to be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. yeah. What he said. Um, <laughs> so I guess, howdy, everybody. Um, if you're joining the live stream, thanks for joining the live stream. I appreciate it. Um, it's pretty cool. But today we are back with another episode of the Nerdcast. And I know that this is two weeks in a row with Nerdcast and we changed our name from the Nerdcast to Studio so we can start doing different kind of content. But Star Wars has produced so much stuff recently that you can't not have two weeks in a row of Nerdcast stuff. So um, last week, me and Matt sat down and we talked about uh, Kenobi and a little bit of Mandalorian, which you can touch briefly on since you weren't able to join us there. Uh, but this week, me and Nick are going to talk about Rise of Skywalker, uh, specifically the sizzle reel that was released at D23 and then released on the internet um, during Good the Morning America following Monday. Yeah. Following Monday. So... If you haven't seen it, then you must be living under a rock or something because it's <laughs> been everywhere. Uh, but go check that out. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So, Nick, since you weren't with us last week, uh, just real quick, real briefly, what are your thoughts on The Mandalorian? One, just real quick. And then um, one thing that you hope to see in Kenobi. Thoughts on The Mandalorian are I'm super excited for it. And... Uh, but I'm super excited for everything Star Wars, so that doesn't make a huge difference. Um, but uh, nonetheless, yes, I am. I'm super excited for it. I love John Favreau. Um, I also just think that this is going to be a really cool telling of a story um, that is in a time period we haven't really gotten to look at uh, outside of novels. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, one thing I hope to see in Kenobi. Uh, I don't know. There's so many. Uh, I'll to pick one. I guess. I, I guess I would have to say Alderaan, which is which is not what a lot of people would would think. But I, but I think the reason that it would it would be important to me was because if if then we see Alderaan, right? Then if you started at episode one and watched through everything canon, that's video right you lose a couple of the big like surprises right you you lose uh the twins you lose i'm your father uh you lose those but you gain so much more appreciation for the start of a new hope if you see alderon thriving right before it's destroyed, right? If you see Bail Organa 
uh, on Alderaan, then yeah, you you just get to see where Leia's from and why it's important that that is destroyed, uh, and why Obi Wan all of a sudden is like, well, yeah, Bail Organa he asked for it, so I guess I should go <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. uh, right now you know right now as it is, you get the fact that you know in Episode Three and in Clone Wars, like they're friends. They do a lot of stuff together during the Clone Wars, and and then you see during Rebels, and like Bail Organa is really involved with stuff. But if you just watch through canon stuff, it doesn't make sense why Obi Wan just decides to up and leave when he's been tasked with protecting Luke. Anyway, that's what I want to see. I want to see Alderaan. Yeah, I think Alderaan would be cool. Um, one of the things that a lot of people have been saying is like Bail Organa and Alderaan. And like a really young Leia, because it's eight years after Leia is born. So it would be like exactly. an eight-year-old Leia. It would be pretty cool to see. Uh, my number one thing um, was, I mean, you probably heard it from last week, but my number one thing was Han. But the thing I'm most excited for is the possibility of Ahsoka, just because of the connections yeah, with Ahsoka Bail Organa. Yeah, really cool too. I mean, because in that all ties together. Because we don't, we haven't seen Ahsoka with Obi-Wan since, well, next February. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But in canon timeline since the Clone Wars, uh, she hasn't seen him. So uh, maybe that is a that'd be a really cool reunion. That would be pretty cool. Okay, so um, hopping off of the Kenobi and Mandalorian theme uh, because we did an episode on that last week, so we're not going to do all of that again. But um, we did that episode before the sizzle reel dropped because I told Matt, uh, and I think I said it on the podcast, I don't want to do a podcast about something I haven't seen. Uh, right. And so now this week that I've seen the sizzle reel about 600 times, I can do a podcast on it. Uh, and basically what we're going to do is we're just going to go through scene by scene. Um, each image that was shown, I have 12 written down here. Uh, so if there was one that we don't hit that you wanted us to, then just like leave it in the comments or something and we'll talk about it at some point. Uh, but I think I got most of it here. Just 12 things that we saw in this like minute and a half of footage, uh, specifically from the rise of Skywalker. Cause the rest of it's Two old minutes. stuff. <laughs> well, half of the, half of the stuff is old stuff. Um, but, uh, the first thing that you see come up, in the new footage is the group tops a hill on what is presumably the planet of Pasana. Uh, and you see the groups all standing together, which is pretty cool. They're all standing there. Uh, I think Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewie, 3PO are all there together, which is cool to see them together. And you can see the Falcon in the background and then it pans around them and you can see this party that's going on. Um, <laughs> it looks like a pretty awesome party. Not going to lie. Are you watching it frame by frame right now, Nick? Not frame by frame, but I'm I just like skipped forward to the to the part where you're talking about. But yes, it does. I mean, it's very reminiscent of the episode one uh, Tatooine celebration. Yes. Or, uh, Naboo celebration sequence, I mean. Um, yes. I said Tatooine because desert planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not Tatooine. We know that. But well, I guess technically we don't know it, but. Let, let's be real. Yeah. it. I mean, if it is Tatooine, then I feel like, well, I mean, I don't really care if it's I, Tatooine. I mean, or, I think it'd be fine, but, but I, it's not. Like, No. 
if it was like that's just lazy writing and jj abrams is not about lazy lazy writing amen uh so then the next thing we see i mean that party looks pretty cool there's like smoke flying in the air and everything like that um which is you know cool to see but there's not really anything there that we know you know so there's not really much to talk about right uh the next thing we see though um still not a ton to talk about but we see carrie fisher Uh standing in the woods um which the first time i watched it uh i I actually I got up early that morning just to watch it on Good Morning America. Good morning, yeah. And um, when I saw Carrie Fisher standing there, I was a little bit more emotional than I thought I was going to be. Yeah, I, I kind of was too. I watched it at work, and I was sitting at my desk, <laughs> and I had it up on my phone, and I'm just watching along with this trailer on repeat, right. And this was the moment, like, every time, the, this this version of Leia, right, the version we haven't seen yet, was the one that I, I was, like, always, every time I see her in that trailer, I just get a little bit emotional. And, the, I mean, and even, because it's a very short snippet of that scene, right? It's mm-hmm. just her and it slowly zooms towards her and then cuts and says the story of a generation right and so it's like super super negligible when you really think about it that's such an iconic character such an awesome actress just really really emotional for some reason that doesn't make sense but is anyway It's, um, man, when I saw that, I was like, I wish that Carrie Fisher could see this movie. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, that's the bittersweet moment, I think, is when you, when you think one Star Wars isn't the same without Carrie Fisher. It's like, I still love Star Wars and I always will love Star Wars, but it isn't the same without Carrie Fisher. Um, but then you, you even going on to the very next scene that it shows, it just builds right into it is the next scene is the fleet that you, Mm -hmm. you presume like this is probably the entirety of the resistance fleet now. Oh, it has to end at the end of last Jedi. They have nothing. Right. So we assume this is everything. And I don't know, I haven't paid enough attention to this, but that's definitely a freighter. I don't know what kind of freighter that is. But then we have B-wings, Y-wings, X-wings, and A-wings. Um, so you're kind of back to basics here, uh, which I love. Those are four of the most iconic ships in the entire series, for good reason. Uh, and then you see the Tantive V-4. Mm-hmm. yeah so um because my internet's slow and i'm trying to live stream i'm gonna pull it up on my phone real quick and let me and it's also i mean it's the last ship to come in too 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the last one. There's a Y wing in the background. That's the last one. But it's so close. <laughs> and uh, the the two ships. Well, actually, there's three of or four of them. Oh man, I just noticed there's four of them. When you there's four B wings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's A wings, X wings. There's more than four. four. No, there's, there's five. There's, there's five. one, two, yeah, three, four. One, two, three, four, five B wings. Then there's a few A wings, a couple of Y wings, X wings. Actually, there's it, six. Six Bs. There's one in the far back left. There's oh, three okay, on the yeah, left, yeah, yeah. and then three like middle to right. Yeah, I see it now. Um, and then there's, let's see, one, two, three, four. Actually, that's an X wing. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine A wings, one, two, three, four, five, five X wings, which is odd because that means it's one more than a squadron. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not necessarily. One, two, three, four, five, six Y wings as well so this this freighter that's here though like that's not the millennium falcon like right, it can't the one be. on the far right and that's what i'm saying it, yeah. it, it's a similar i mean it's a Karelian freighter but um or well it's, i guess technically it's not guaranteed to be Karelian, but it looks similar in design to the falcon and and i think that that's what they're going for with it is it feels like the falcon when you put it on the screen yeah so when you put it in a teaser people see it jump from hyperspace and they think that's the Falcon, mm-hmm. but it's not actually. And it doesn't jump from hyperspace. Everything else jumps from hyperspace. It's there in the beginning. So do we think, um, which this oh, kind of, I, I can skips. tell you exactly what that is. That looks like it's not a freighter. That looks like the, the, the carrier similar to what Leia had when she came down onto, uh, Takodana. Yeah, kind of does. All right, so the next thing that you see from <laughs> so there, this, <laughs> this is, is where it gets intense. <laughs> my my favorite shot of the entire t- teaser, like it, it's, it's my favorite one. shot of the entire thing, is when you see like thousands of star destroyers um, that are imperial star destroyers, mind you, they're not first order star destroyers, but yeah. you see thousands of them. Uh, you get one quick shot of like over the top and then you get a shot underneath with lightning striking and you can see thousands of them like in formation. Um, right. Which there's been a lot of speculation, which I told Brittany this the other day is like, I'm trying my hardest not to uh, get caught up in any speculation and buy into any theories because I don't want to go into this movie with expectations and then them not meet the expectations and then not enjoy the movie, even though it's a good movie. Because that's what happened to me with Last Jedi. So I'm not going into it like saying, oh, well, this is Emperor Palpatine's hidden fleet in the unknown regions. Like, if it is cool, if it's not cool, like, I don't care how they do it. But those are Imperial Star Destroyers. Man, it sure looks like it, huh? I mean, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, like those are Imperial Star Destroyers. My favorite part about them is that if you if you pause when you can see when you're on the top view. The edges of these Star Destroyers are painted red. Um, I don't know if you uh, viewers, I know Joshua remembers. I don't know if viewers, if you remember which uh, trooper was just announced with all red 
or which uh, villains use all red weapons, um, or which villains' super weapons fire red lasers. Uh, but red is pretty synonymous with the Sith. Yeah. And uh, so if this is a Sith fleet helmed by Palpatine, I will those... literally be... I, I will laugh more than a schoolgirl. I will be so happy. <laughs> uh, I think the, that the next this shot is... I think that this is where all of those Sith troopers are at. Now, again, uh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm not going into it with like thousands of expectations. I'm just saying, like, it makes sense to me that this is this I mean, would be where it, the Sith troopers are. They're these are new. These, I'm just gonna I'm gonna call them Sith star destroyers, but these Sith star destroyers are new because they're not first order, and I say new as not in the fact that they like were recently built. But they're just introduced to us, right? So these are new Star Destroyers. Those are new troopers. It just makes logical sense that the troopers we haven't seen so far would be on the ships we haven't seen so far. <laughs> and then the next shot is even cooler with the under, uh, like the underbelly of all the ships, because mm -hmm. in the first one. In the overhead shot, you see, like, oh, man, that's a lot of them. And they're out in somewhere similar to uh, where Han made the castle run, right? Some Something similar to that, where it's in a gravity well or some sort of whatever you want to call that thing, uh, where there's this storm, right? It's probably in the unknown regions. We don't know that, I guess, but it's most likely there in unknown space. And uh, it's super ominous. And it's just like, oh, by the way, we back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely scary for sure. Now, yeah. then the next shot, though, is Finn and Janna in what appears to be a cockpit of some kind of ship. And then if you pause it uh, on that shot, there's someone behind yeah, them there is a, there is with a rebel person. helmet like manning some lever um i don't think that they're in the falcon one because the falcon's cockpit is not big enough for okay. two people to look one direction and one guy to look another direction right. um i also if, it, if they were in the falcon you would through the window there you would be able to see yeah uh, yeah part of the falcon so just this, from the, the framing of the shot um this definitely isn't yeah, this definitely isn't the Falcon, which opens it up to possibly be one of the ships that just approached out of hyperspace. Right. So the this shot kind of would yeah. uh, lean towards that as well. This shot and the Rebel fleet and the Imperial fleet could all be in the same Literally, sequence. Like, like when you're watching it here, like this could be how it shows up on the screen. Yeah, which is cool. With, with a little bit more added in between, but like that sequence could be the actual sequence, which yeah. is absolutely like gut wrenching. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you are this tiny rebellion fleet and you're like, hurry, jump to the random unknown region and you jump and there's just like a thousand star destroyers. You're just like, Oh God, what have we done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think there's really much else to pull out there other than uh, I, okay. it looks like 
Finn and Jaina or Jana or however you say her name are going to do stuff together, which begs the question, where's Rose? I think uh, we're fine there. I think we're fine. But check out the window of that ship, okay? Yeah, there's a little head, it looks like, poking up. Yeah. What do you now, think that is? There's also laser blasts. Correct. Okay. So here is here is my thought is if this is the same scene, right? That is probably one of those star destroyers in the background. Could be. I I think that's what that is. Is that's like the that's the bridge of one of those star destroyers in the background. Um, the other thing is maybe it's something similar to Hoth where they have those, um, I forget what they're called, but they have the, the turrets, the rebels have Mm -hmm. the turrets that does look something similar to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, where it could be one of those auto turrets on, uh, since I, you know, I have it pulled up on my phone. Um, I paused it on that scene and it's probably just because it's on my phone and it's a small screen and it's low resolution. But the little thing that you're talking about popped up there that looks like a turret, like one of the satellite dish turrets, kind of looks like Smeagol's face. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, yeah, I think but it's it, probably like a turret or – because being an auto turret, it could be on a ship as well. Uh, we mm-hmm. see that on the Death Star. It's a different style on the Death Star, but this is many years later than the first Death Star uh, and second, I guess. This is many years later than the Death Stars, so uh, it could be just a different version of that. It could be on a, it could be planet side. It could be a lot of different things. All right. So then the next shot you get is uh, kind of creepy. You get uh, the All Rise for Red Eye Three PO. Yeah, yeah. This one, I don't know what to make of this because I have no idea, man. <laughs> because I. I want to say that this actually is, this is probably more important than we think, but I don't know how, like (laughs) I have legitimately been racking my brain for a week, just trying to come up with some reason why his eyes are red and I can't do it. I've listened to a lot of podcasts because uh that's what i do i listen to podcasts um and some people are like maybe 3po has some kind of like battle mode that we've never seen and i'm like yeah it's possible but like i i have no idea and i am going into it again with no expectations i just think it's freaking weird that 3po has red eyes yeah i think i I mean it's possible i guess but he specifically says in episode three that he doesn't Uh uh-huh so like if it's something that he has that he doesn't even know about then that would mean that it was added right now which would make sense if he's like rising up off of this right that they added it in here Mm -hmm. or there's the theories that like uh that darth sidious has uh possessed him which is a thing that like which, which is a thing that like i guess could happen and isn't like out of this out of the question but like that would be cheap right 
Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't that's know, the case. I don't know what to I don't know what to do with it. I don't either. Uh, I mean I I literally have no idea. <laughs> because okay, so here's the here's another thing for battle mode 3PO. He says he doesn't have it in episode 3 and then in his comic he does fight. Mhm. That's why he gets the red arm. Yeah. Before episode 7. Which so, some people like that trailer or not the trailer, the um the poster that leaked that people were like, oh, this is fan made. But a lot of stuff that's been on that poster has come true um, thus right. far. A lot of stuff has come true. But that poster has 3PO with Chewie's bowcaster and with his like belt across his chest. Yeah. Um, and so people are like, well. I mean, and in the first trailer and some of the behind the scenes stuff, you see 3PO on that little skiff speeder with yeah. the group. And so people are like, well, maybe 3PO does fight. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool if he does. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to yeah, walk away battle. if he does. I'm not going to walk <laughs> away if he doesn't. Like, I don't care. I'm all for battle protocol droids, but I don't know. I don't know what the reason would be that now would be when he does it. Yeah. He's had so many better opportunities and better mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, yeah. It would have to be something extreme, which maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see what what meaning that brings. Because it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be super critical, right? And we're all going to be just like blown away and 3PO is going to be the mastermind behind all, like tons of stuff. <laughs> or mastermind of uh, all of the sith like he's yeah. sidious <laughs> or it's yeah he's he's just darth revan you know but yeah uh no, no he's actually plagueis and that's why when sidious created anakin plagueis was like anakin create a robot and then he possessed the robot. <laughs> anyway <laughs> it, it's it, either hey, gonna be right, it all ties together yeah exactly it's either gonna be like super critical or it's going to be like they installed new firmware and his eyes turned red on a reboot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like it's going to be like the most minuscule and worthless thing ever or the most critical and important part of the entire saga. <laughs> yeah, it's like if if 3PO doesn't kill someone, then everyone <laughs> dies or it's literally like he just got recharged or he's now on iOS <laughs> Waking 10 up from a nap. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so sticking with the theme of red uh the next shot is um a mega laser it is a mega laser as i have named it on my notes mega laser hitting a a snowy planet um and there's two uh, of them there's two important important to note that it is it is not uh, a continuous laser similar to like a lightsaber would be it is more like the Death Star, or actually, no, it is more like the Death Star than it is like um, the First Order's Death Star. Um, Star Killer. Star Killer base. Yeah, it is more like a combination of the two, in my opinion, because it's it has the trail like a lightsaber would, or like Star Killer base did, but that second blast. Makes it more like the first Death Stars, in my opinion. Yeah, However, I don't. I don't. I feel know like that's what all that is. is. I feel like this is just like 
like Death Star Tech. Star Killer too. Like yeah, this yeah. is Death Star Tech almost hundred percent. Um, it's some sort of planet killer. Yeah, because in the first one in this new trilogy, they stop Star Killer, which is a you know system destroyer, and then they stop the Dreadnought in the second one, which has the ability to do something like this. So now in the third one, you've got to have a big threat outside right. of Palpatine, of course. Because and, and now this could be this could be as simple as this is a Dreadnought and what it can do, because yeah. they did only kill one, right? And we know that there are many others in the fleet, so this could just be a a uh, Dreadnought. However, the dreadnoughts that fired in episode eight didn't look like this. No, it didn't look this impactful. So it could be just like an upgraded version of the dreadnought. Sure. But I think it's got to be something similar to like Death Star Tech and the fact that it's like maybe even their new Starkiller. Which would fit the motif of matching the OT of you Mm -hmm. have. Death Star destroyed in episode four. Death Star two destroyed in episode six. You have Star Killer one. Star Killer destroyed in episode seven. Star Killer two destroyed in episode nine. It would make sense to me. It'd be super poetic. It, I would love that. Whether it'll happen or not, who knows? But yeah, that would be we'll, super cool. We'll see in December. Uh, yeah. Then the next shot. The next shot's pretty cool. You get. Uh, what a lot of people are calling um, Thor Ray, which is just the shot of her throwing the lightsaber and hitting the trees and then calling it back to her, um, which I think that the shot of her throwing it and the shot of her calling it back are two different shots because she throws it with her right hand and then catches it with her left hand in the next shot. So unless she throws it around the entire planet, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's just a boomerang blade. No, I <laughs> yeah. think so. So this is... Um, an interesting thought here is as you're watching through this, she's really bad with this because she's so mad and frustrated at this training droid. <laughs> this is just hinting towards Dark Ray, right? She's so mad at this training droid that she's already cut down one tree. <laughs> yeah, there's and a then tree she to turns, her left cut down. And she turns and she chucks this lightsaber at the training droid proceeds to miss said training droid and cut down an entire other tree. It's true. Our, uh, our friends over at the hyperspace hangout who are obsessed with the Ewoks, um, Ezra over there in uh, his breakdown of this was like, yeah, Ray throws a lightsaber. And then, uh, what they didn't report on was that chief wicket pops out and is like, Hey, quit cutting down my trees. Hey, of course. <laughs> Yeah. That's Warwick Davis reprising his role. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but reprised one role in the Star Wars series. That's true. So I don't know. I don't really know what to make of this Thor Ray because, like, like I said, the one of her throwing it uh, looks like it's a different shot than the one of her catching it. So could I, be the same thing. Could be a different shot. Okay. I, so I don't really. So know. there's two. There's two things that are kind of conflicting. There are three things, including the hands that are kind of conflicting on this that that I can't decide why or that I can't decide which whether they're one shot or two one is um she has that cloth or that rag in her in her hand when she throws it right 
And then she has it when she catches it also. Right. But so, so that would lean towards it's the same shot or not the same shot, but the same scene. So maybe she throws it with her right, catches it, throws it with her left, catches it, or throws it to her left, catches it. Maybe it's two shots in the same scene going through whatever. That would make sense. The other thing is when you go through, now, now this would be leaning towards it's not the same shot. Maybe still same scene like I was saying before, but when she catches it, she's holding that stick with both hands. Yep. When she let go of it here, there's no stick around her. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts, and she's holding onto this stick. Now, it's 100% the same lightsaber. If you just, like, freeze frame it while the lightsaber is, like, passing the training droid, you can tell that's the Graflex saber. That's definitely the Skywalker saber as it's going past. Sorry if you mm-hmm. can hear my keyboard. <laughs> And then as she catches it, it is 100% the Graflex Saber as well. So it's definitely the same Saber. Seems like the same shot, but it's probably a long series of a shot, right? It's probably quite a decent length scene in order to get both of these in it. Another thing to think about is even though she's got the training droid there, it doesn't seem like it's really training what she's doing. I don't know why. It's just the context and having it right after the Death Star blast and then the next scene being Kylo. But it seems like more than that. Maybe it's just... I don't know. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't don't really know. I mean... I think it's a cool scene, the way that she throws the lightsaber, but it's not anything that we haven't ever seen before. So, I mean, yeah. people are yeah. freaking out like, oh, she throws the lightsaber. I'm like, Vader did it in uh, in 83. So, like, why are you freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> Yoda did it in episode three as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are we freaking it's, out about throwing It's been done in every single Star Wars video game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool, but um, it's not like groundbreaking. So then, okay, so the next three, we're going to go through pretty quickly so that we can get I, I think to what's cool about it is that it's uh it's really good special effects work moving on <laughs> yeah so the next three we're going to go through pretty quickly so that we can get to the big doozy and then uh not have this episode run too long because we've been recording for like 40 minutes which means we've been talking for like 30 ish minutes so we'll blow through these next three and then get the last one uh the big one the one that everybody wants to talk about uh, we'll expand on that a little bit, but the next shot that you get in the sizzle reel is Kylo, um, the sizzle shot, Kylo getting out of his, uh, tie silencer, igniting his lightsaber, dragging it across the ground, uh, on what appears to be a snowy planet. And you get Palpatine's I voice saying your journey nears its end. I think it's not snow. I think it's just dark. I think it's Sandy. I think this is the same desert planet that we saw the TIE Silencer on in the original trailer. It's just Could nighttime. Be. Yeah. The reason I, I think that is because of the ground cracking right there. That looks more like a desert than it does ice. And snow wouldn't crack like that. Right. Ice might, but I don't think it would be ice. Otherwise, you wouldn't get the like sizzle effect from the saber hitting the 
it would just melt it. Right. So I think what's really cool about that shot, though, is that uh, that line from Palpatine is a new line. It's not a reused line from anything else. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to me, which means that they, you know, I mean, we knew that Palpatine was going to be back in some form or fashion. But this just confirms that they brought Ian McDermott back to at least record a line. Obviously, that doesn't mean anything because the voiceover for the force awakens trailer was luke and mark hamill didn't have a single line in the entire film right but i think it's safe to assume with this being the last one and everybody says it's going to be quote-unquote satisfying yeah palpatine's back i i just think it's cool that his new dialogue it's not reused kind of confirming that he's back in a way i also just i just love seeing that saber yeah it's it's so cool I love that's it. a cool shot. I mean, JJ's got a really good eye for cinematography, so that's a really yeah. good shot. All right, then the next thing that we see is Ray and Kylo fighting on um, what we can assume is the Death Star wreckage because there's waves crashing all over it, and you see one of the like turbo. Yeah, you turrets. see one of the the auto turrets, and you also in the background that's the wreckage. It's the same wreckage from the the trailer. Um, yeah. And it's just reminiscent of the episode three Annie Obi fight. Yeah, it's like contrasting the lava versus the water, which is really cool. Yeah, um, it's super, super poetic, super, super awesome cinematography. I, I'm assuming yes. because the choreography has just been insane in the new uh, in the sequels anyway. Uh, it's going to be really good. Yeah, that's about all to say about it. It's going to be good. Uh, even yeah. if it's like, even if the movie is bad, that lightsaber fight won't be, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited <laughs> that that kind of confirms that we're going to get lightsaber, like actual duel again, uh, because the, the throne room scene in uh, the last Jedi is one of my favorite fight sequences in all of star Wars, but it's not a lightsaber duel. Uh, right. And then the one with Luke isn't really a lightsaber duel because Luke's not actually there. But this is like legit. Like this is going to be a big duel, which is going to be really cool to see again. Um, And then the next shot. Oh, one more thing about that. Um, A lot of people are saying that that is the same shot that's on the teaser poster that was released. In the poster, Kylo has his helmet on. Yeah. And in that shot, he has it off. Yeah, I think that 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 the the poster would be what happens before this. Right. Yeah. So it's a similar area. So that's what makes me think that. And then I think at some point during the battle, he probably she says something like take the mask off or something like that. Like this isn't who you are. Um, like that mask is what's holding you to this or, so, you know, something along those lines. And then mm-hmm. he says he takes the mask off and still says the same thing basically saying to himself the mask isn't what makes me who isn't what makes me kylo ren right like reaffirming to himself that he is kylo he's not ben i think that's the scene that we get and then if the teaser poster is a shot from the movie or something similar to a shot from the movie then that would happen at the beginning of this fight and then that scene would happen in the middle, similar to like a, um, like a, can't you see that uh, the Chancellor is evil? Well, <laughs> from, from my point, point of view, view the Jedi are evil. Yeah. Well, then you are lost, and then the fighting continues. 
it's yeah. that sort of a scene where that's my my opinion of what will happen is we'll get the beginning of a fight where he has the mask on and then about halfway through the fight she's gonna say something snarky right <laughs> and he's gonna snap back at her and then she's gonna say ben take off that mask it's not who you are it's the mask that's tricking you into thinking it, he, whatever. She's going to say all that stuff, right? So then in a moment when, when you think he's about to change his mind and be redeemed, he's going to take the mask off and he's going to drop it probably in the ocean. That'd be cool. He's going to toss the mask off into the ocean and he's going to look back at her and he's going to reignite his lightsaber and say some epic line to the caliber of, well, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil, right? Like, that's where it's going to come in, is that line. Because that lines up with episode three and with episode six. That's a similar scenario to the Annie Obi and the Luke Vader, right? Yeah, so the next thing we get is just black screen. Uh, but the sound design, which Star Wars is known for, you get Vader breathing, which not a lot to talk about there because we've seen the helmet in the sizzle reel that they did on Friday that was public. Um, so we know that the helmet's back, but the Vader breathing could just be a sound effect, could mean something from the film. We don't really know, but it's cool to hear the Vader breathing because that is something that like, even if you're not a star Wars fan, you recognize Vader breathing. Right. So, and there's other stuff in there with it. There's some other sounds that are kind of in with the Vader breathing sound, which is really cool that, uh, maybe will be explained and maybe it's just extra sound design to make it look cool or sound cool. But I think that there's probably something else to it. All right, now the doozy, the big one that everybody wants to talk about, um, which we'll have to keep it fairly brief, but uh, the next shot you get is hooded Ray with a double-bladed red lightsaber crackling, mind you, red lightsaber, much like Kylo's, so broken kyber crystal. Um and then it like flips out to be like a Darth Maul style saber, which is freaking cool. Uh, really, really awesome. And you get the voiceover from Palpatine there. Of, you know, your journey nears its end. And then something I can't remember exactly what he says, but yeah. you get the voiceover from Palps. And then you get that shot of Ray with the two red blades crossing her face. Um, and the one thing that I want to point out about this scene is that how freaking creepy it is because it's not like a typical Star Wars shot. Where like Star Wars is gonna like like screen swipe into something. This like is a pan and zoom. It, I mean, it's like an aggressive like we're gonna pan up and zoom in. Like it's yep. it's creepy looking because just uh, really to me the creepiest part is just like the her she looks dead. Well, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna screen share real quick on this and uh. Like, just look at her face. Like, that face... Yeah. Is... It looks sickly. That face 
looks like Emperor but, Palpatine looks skin tone wise. Yeah, it looks like a dead in episode person. six. Looks like someone who should not be living anymore, right? Yeah. I mean it legit, it looks like a dead person. That's it's creepy, man. And like, like so this shot you can't really tell. She just looks like okay, so this is a her skin looks flawless, right? Which is not indicative of the Sith. Okay. Her skin looks like it's it's literally sculpted. And that's not something we see with any other Sith, right? They all have some sort of issue. Then, as you continue out, right here, I mean, she literally looks like a zombie. Yeah. And that is that's so what's, cool. Yeah. And this so, looks like, like this scene around her. It looks like the cave in Dagobah. Yeah, it looks like a cave. So here's why I think uh, this isn't real (laughs) yeah i don't think it's real i guess it's the best way to say it because this looks like um so the background looks kind of metallic like maybe um i'd say more like the cave on octu i think this background is like stone metallic whatever you want to call it She's entering her version of Luke's cave, right? That she technically did in episode eight. But she didn't get the answer that she wanted. So she goes back, right? Maybe it's not the same one. Maybe it's a different one, whatever. But that's what uh, this, I think, is, is because this is a reflection of what she could be, right? That's what I think is happening. Right. Now, let me real quick see if I can find it real quick. If my internet will cooperate, because my internet yeah, it also not really great. looks like Carrie Russell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really does. It uh, it really does. So, uh, let me see. I can't find it. I was gonna drag it over to the screen share and and show it, but um. StarWars.com wrote an article talking about the stuff, and they clearly state the vision of Dark Ray, of Dark Side Ray, in it. Vision like, of, yeah, yeah, they wrote vision of like Dark Side Ray. Vision of without use of the word vision. Yeah, so it was like, okay, well, that kind of maybe it was just a slip, but that kind of confirms that that's just a vision. So we'll see what happens, but However, uh, it it could be, it could be. I mean, it could be a prophecy, right? Because we yeah. see that happening too when Anakin has his visions in Episode Three. They all come true, right? Maybe this is a vision that Ray is having about her own future, and in order to try to stop these things from happening, very similar to the way Anakin did. He caught he caused them. Maybe she causes it, and this is I don't know. The the character coming back in ten years or something like that as the villain of uh another sequel trilogy. That's not like an episodic sequel trilogy, but 
maybe she comes back as that or something like that. Could be. I think that'd be cool. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that would be really cool. It'd be a cool story to, to lean into. All right. Well, guys, uh, that is going to do it for us because this has gone longer than I thought it was going to. Uh, not that that's a bad thing because we're talking about Star Wars. and I mean, you could talk about I could talk about Star Wars all day, but uh, I have chores that I need to get done because it's a long weekend and I'm going to be out of town tomorrow. So I got to get some chores done tonight. So um, if you tuned into the live stream, thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Um, if you didn't tune into the live stream and you're listening to the, listening to this on any of your podcasting platforms, be sure to um, subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the uh, I think it's just JRB Studios now uh, because we rebranded from the Nerdcast. So uh, just JRB Studios on Facebook and Instagram. Check, Check out the out. Patreon. Yep, I'm getting there. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash JRB Studios. There are three different tiers right now that all have different perks, so that's pretty cool. Um, so check that stuff out. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, and if you guys want to hear more about the sizzle reel, let us know. Um, and also let us know a topic you want us to talk about because we like to hear from you guys. So uh, let us know a topic that you guys want us to talk about. And uh, Nick... You want to plug anything before we leave? Um, I'll plug my phone in because it's about to die. But <laughs> There it is. That's All it. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, and also, oh, one last thing. I know I, you know, it's going to be on the ad at the beginning of the um, recorded podcast. It wasn't on the live stream. But check out the Rogue's Den. You can hear probably hear Baylor screaming. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, check out the Rogue's Den. Um Check them out on Facebook. Uh, they've got a lot of cool stock of uh, board games, card games, stuff like that. Uh, also, check out the Fairway Bunker blog. It's probably backwards, but it's Fairway Bunker blog hat. It's not for me. Oh, cool. If if um, you live in Harrison, yeah, go by uh, the Rogues Den. Tuesday nights are board game nights. Play board games with your friends. And last sponsor to plug is Hopeful Grounds Coffee Company. Go to hopefulgroundscoffee.com. Every cup um, has a little bit of hope in it is kind of our slogan. It's not exactly. I'm trying to go off memory. And a I little can't. hope in every cup. There it is. Um, I don't even work for the company. <laughs> <laughs> a little hope in every cup. Uh, but go to hopefulgroundscoffee.com. Get yourself a tasty bag of coffee. And uh, it will – all the proceeds – go to helping the homeless in um, the Harrison area. And hopefully soon uh, we will be expanding into other areas around us. And maybe one day we'll be able to donate a lot of money to a lot of people. So if you want to get behind a cool mission, go to hopefulgroundscoffee.com and get yourself a bag. We are signing off for now. So we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.